0: You are aware that it is a new year and one of the things that people do in the new year is they often decide to have res- resolutions. They decide that they want to do something that they've never done before, try something they've never tried before, they want to get fit, they want to lose weight, they want to do all this kind of stuff. And so, I'm just curious in this congregation, do any of you do any of you carve out resolutions at the beginning of the year? Anyone? So you do Amanda, you're the one person, there's two people. <laughs> Slackers. <laughs> Slackers, she says. <clears throat> so Americans, we were talking to before the service, Robbie and I. Robbie works out. I do not. No, I do not. <laughs> but but something happens the first two weeks of January. What happens in the gym? All these people show up in the gym that have resolved that they're going to get fit and they're going to lose weight and they're going to do all this kind of stuff. So I've collected the top six resolutions that Americans tend to make. One is they want to read more. They actually want to read more, Josh, despite how many screens they own, despite how many TikTok videos they scroll past, they want to read more. Another resolution that Americans make is they want to learn a new skill or a new hobby, okay? I'm going to teach myself to play the ukulele this year, you know, they they say to themselves. (laughs) Americans also say, man, I'm going to get off of social media. It's just a moving trash dumpster fire, and I don't need that in my life, and I'm just going to get off, and that doesn't last either. Americans say they're going to spend less and save more. That's getting more and more challenging. (laughs) Americans say they're going to eat healthier. Remember that green vegetable thing? Americans are going to buy those vegetables and go through the proto section, put it in the crisper drawer, and then a month later, throw it out in the trash. (laughs) The place where vegetables go to die. (laughs) And then the the number one thing that Americans say they're going to do is exercise more. And so gym memberships are purchased in the troves this time of year. So if you take 100 people, 100 people who want to form a new habit, who want to change something about their life, only uh, 23 of them will drop out by the end of the first week. So by the end of the first week, you're down to what, 67 people out of 100? By the end of the first month, by the end of the first month, 43 people quit. A year later, out of those 100 people that wanted to start a new habit, that wanted to do something different, only nine people out of 100 actually made it. Only nine people actually, out of 100, actually made it. So, most people who actually are part of a church family and, and worship regularly and talk about Jesus regularly will say, I want to hear God's voice. I want to know God's will for my life. They'll also acknowledge that the Bible is one of the big ways that God speaks. And yet, they'll, they'll struggle to read the Bible with any consistency. And I want you to know this morning, that's normal. (laughs) If you struggle to read the Bible, that's normal. That makes you human. But here at Generations, we actually plan Bible readings together where we're doing it with other people. Robbie, if you have somebody that goes to the gym with you, are you more likely to go to the gym regularly? So having somebody go along with you and partner with you in this habit actually makes the habit stick. So way back a long time ago, the Jews in the first century had all these commandments from God. They had 613 commandments. And then the people that I call the God squad, they added in a bunch of other rules around it um, and made it really complicated. So that if you were the typical Jew of the first century, you thought, man, this is too hard. I can't even, like, I can't even do any of this, so I'm not even going to try. And once a year, I'll show up at the temple, and I'll offer my sacrifice and hope for the best. And so one day, one day, Jesus was asked by one of the religious leaders, hey, can you tell me what's the most important commandment of all the 613 commandments? Like, What's the most important one? And they were kind of hoping to trap Jesus. And this is what the Pharisee asks. When the Pharisee heard that he had silenced the Sadducees, that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, they met together to question him again. One of them, an expert in the religious law, tried to trap him with this question. Teacher, what's the most important commandment in the law of Moses? Jesus replied, You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. A second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. They're so important, we actually have them here in the sanctuary. Has anyone noticed this before? Where are they? They're right up front. They're right up front the two most important commandments that Jesus says, they're right up front at the front of our sanctuary. So one of the things that Jesus does is he provides simplicity and clarity. So you could memorize all 613 commandments and then all the extra rules that went into it, but you could also simply ask two questions. Am I loving God more? Am I loving other people more? does this this thing show love for God? Does this thing show love for my brother, my family member, my friend, my coworker? Um, What is the loving thing to do? So I want to actually suggest to you this morning that the biggest responsibility that you actually have is to love God and love other people. In fact, the, the simplest question you could boil down spirituality to one simple question. Am I a more loving person today than I was a year ago, five years ago? Am I a more loving person? Now, my experience, grown ups, if I could talk to you for a moment, my experience with professional churchgoers in America is that they want more biblical knowledge. We need to have another study I want to know what the Greek word for blah, 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 blah is. <laughs> and so they fill their brains with all this biblical knowledge, but it doesn't necessarily make them a more what? Loving person. And what God wants of us is to become more like his son who loved people perfectly. He loved God and loved people perfectly. So again, if I could, if I could close out this teaching time, it's really two simple questions, Okay. Am I a more loving person? Do I love God? Do I love people more? And do I love the way Jesus loved? And by the way, if you're younger, this takes God in you. You can't make yourself do this. You can't, you know, I'm going to just try harder. It takes what the Bible calls being born again and having God's spirit come inside of you to begin to work in you. And it takes being with the community of people who also have God's spirit in them to help you become a more loving person over time.